0: Hello and welcome to Vipers Voices, after the Desert Vipers ended the group stages of their campaign in the DP World ILT20 with a 25-run loss to the Gulf Giants at the Dubai International Stadium. The result confirmed the Gulf Giants in the top two of the table alongside the Vipers, and that means the two sides will meet again on Wednesday the 8th of February in the qualifier, with the winner going straight through to the final, while the loser will face the winner of the third versus fourth matchup for the second berth in that final. Coming up for you on this episode, we have reaction to the defeat and the campaign as a whole thus far from head coach James Foster, and we also hear from Tom Curran, who produced heroics with the bat but couldn't quite get the side over the line. We also hear from Director of Cricket Tom Moody, who explains a change in the Vipers squad as former India wicketkeeper batsman Naman Oja is coming in to replace Dinesh Chandimal, who's been called home by Sri Lanka cricket, ahead of a test tour to New Zealand. Naman will arrive in time for that next match against the Gulf Giants. Plenty to reflect upon then, so let's get the ball rolling. was a day when things never quite clicked for the Vipers. Batting first after being put in, the Gulf Giants made 180 for six in their 20 overs, an excellent total and one that ultimately proved beyond Colin Munro's men. The Vipers didn't help themselves with a couple of catches going down and all of the Gulf Giants top six made it into double figures. Their top scorer was Shimron Hetmeyer, who was once again a thorn in the side of the Vipers, as he was earlier in the tournament. This time he made 54 from 35 balls, including four sixes. Matisha Pattirana was the most successful bowler with two for 36, while there was a wicket apiece for Sheldon Cottrell, Benny Howell and debutante Jake Lintott, who also swooped from backward point to produce a superb run-out of Gulf Giants opener Tom Banton. Jake was one of three changes to the team from the previous outing against the Dubai Capitals, along with Benny Howell and Matisha Patirana, with Luke Wood, Wanindu Hasaranga and Gus Atkinson all given the match off at the end of an intense run of ten matches in 21 days and latterly five matches in eight days. A positive to reflect upon for the attack was the fact that the Giants were restricted to 45 from their final five overs of the innings, a good effort given their hitting power. With the bat, the Vipers made a flying start through Alex Hales with 26 from 15 balls and Rowan Mustafa who scored 28 from 20 deliveries as the pair added 56 in the first five overs. But from that high watermark, the top order fell away and, squeezed by the Gulf Giants' bowlers, the Vipers slipped to 88 for five before Tom Curran, who played as a specialist batter and made an unbeaten 42 from 33 balls, and Benny Howell, with 19 in 13 deliveries, gave the side a glimmer of a chance of pulling off an unlikely win. In the end though, it was a case of a mountain being just too high to climb and a defeat for the Vipers. Let's get some reaction now. First up, let's hear from head coach James Foster, and he began by offering an honest reflection of the day's proceedings.
1: Yeah, look, it was um, a disappointing day for, um, for us today. Um, nowhere near it at our best. That can happen in this, you know, in the T20 cricket. Um, you can be flying, and then sometimes the the old sort of rogue performance comes in. Um, but look, we, we move on. It's the um, last game of, of the group stage. We've qualified. We're in a great position. We've been playing really, really well this campaign. Um, so looking forward to the, uh, to the qualifier.
0: 180 for six the Gulf Giants made. Was that a par score, would you say, or just a little bit above?
1: Um, I thought it was over par. I um, thought with the way the wicket played, um, I thought it was quite slow. I thought if you were smart with the way you bowl, if you were very disciplined with bowling, very straight, it was going to be quite hard um, to score. But in the same breath, it wasn't the worst wicker or anything like that. Um, and then, um, obviously, the start we got off to, we got off to an absolute flyer. We were well ahead of the rate. And unfortunately, after the, um, um, the opening partnership was broken, we, we didn't really have um, a lot to throw at them. We didn't really have many answers. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't our best batting display um, or bowling or, or fielding display for, for that matter. But as I, t- as I touched on just a second ago, we've been playing really well this campaign. Still a lot of confidence in the group. Um, so yeah we're, we're absolutely delighted to qualify that's clearly our um, first target second target is to qualify in the top two which we've achieved um, and can't wait for the eighth you mentioned about the fielding there a couple of chances
0: went down today that's I think 15 in the tournament that have gone down over the course of the
1: group stage is that a concern at all that's, that's good counting that has. Um, Look, I mean, we, we've made mistakes um, in the field, um, no doubt about that. You know, you, if you're playing against top players, um, you can't afford to keep giving them second or third chances. So, um, you know, we're, we're very aware of that. Um, now is an opportunity for us. We've got a nice little break. Um, we've got a nice delft tomorrow. Then we've got um, a couple of training sessions. Um, so, opportunity to top up in, in all the skill sets. You gave a debut today to Jake Lintot, one for 32 for him. How did you think he went? I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was fabulous. I mean, he's been chomping at the bit to get into the side. Um, he's been looking really good in training. Um, and it was an opportunity for him to come in and, and get a game, for sure. Um, I was really impressed with, with, with how he went about his business. He looked a threat it was a threat to, to their key players. Not only that, I thought in the field he was absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, I, I know he did that amazing run out. Um, almost re- replacing Hass like, like for like today because hass has been phenomenal at backward point as well but just his energy in the field, his intensity um, he had a very, very good day, very impressed You mentioned about the batting and the really good opening stand
0: 56 without loss in the first five overs then the slip to 88 for five Was it a case of of the batters maybe looking to go too big too soon, just looking to hit too many boundaries rather than tick things over and get in first up?
1: Well, look, I mean, everyone's going to have their own individual way of playing. You know, you you can't lambast people for going for a boundary when they've been doing that and getting fours and sixes. So it's um, one of the things, look, I think there was an element of smartness that was missed today. You know, from time to time, we don't always get it right as a batting unit. and, And that was the case today. Tom Curran played as a specialist
0: batter today. What was the thinking there and is everything OK uh, as far as he's concerned for, with the ball for the latter part of the tournament?
1: Yeah, absolutely fine. It was always the case that he was going to bowl today. It was a, Effectively, we kind of rested and rotated um, a few people um, for today's match. You know, We've had a very busy schedule and we feel it's a very smart play today not to try and push everyone if it's not required. You always want to be putting out your full-strength team um, but today we had a few guys who came in, but they're also quality performers. With the guiding TC, um, it was just an opportunity for him just to keep his um, bullets, so to speak, with, with the ball. Just uh, an opportunity to rest his body. Yes, he's still fielding twenty overs, and he had. But he was keen to keep batting. You know, he um, found a bit of rhythm the other day, so it was a, another opportunity. And then we saw today he played very nicely, which bodes very well for the rest of the season. Two defeats then against the Gulf Giants in the group stages.
0: Will will they count for anything coming up against them again on Wednesday in that one against two?
1: I, I personally don't think so. Um, obviously, if you ask them that same question, they, they might answer that differently. Um, we, we know what we're up against. We're a formidable side. They're a good side as well. Um, so it's going to be um, a very exciting game coming up any learnings you can take from the two games that you've played against
0: them so far? Because in all fairness, I guess, you could argue that really and
1: truly you could and possibly should have won both games. Yep, plenty of learnings. I'm probably not going to um, mention them right now, but absolutely. And in terms
0: of uh, the campaign as a whole, played 10, won 7, lost 3. You mentioned Mission Accomplished a little earlier, getting into that top two. Where do you place that, Uh, That qualification campaign. Are you overall very, very happy?
1: Very happy. Uh, I think the way we've been playing, I mean winning seven games is is not an easy thing to do against all these quality uh, quality opposition. So absolutely delighted sitting here as coach. Um, As I touched on earlier, a lot of confidence uh, flowing throughout the squad. Um, Delighted with the contributions. Also it hasn't just been about one or two people, everyone's been contributing during this whole campaign. So come uh, the 8th i think it is when when our our, our next game is um, everyone's going to be chomping in a bit excited yeah. i'm going to give it a really good like a red hot uh, red hot crack for sure
0: well you've had a tough run you were the last side to start the group stage you're the first side to finish it 10 matches in 21 days how do you reflect upon that are you, are you happy with the way the side has
1: has coped with that arduous schedule absolutely absolutely delighted um we've had to be smart especially this last five game block Um, but like you said 10 games in 21 days that doesn't happen very often in T20 cricket it's um, people sitting from a farm I think oh it's only a 20 over game but it's some back to back games and on off on off on it's um, it's it's tough work for for players you know there's a, a lot of adrenaline and energy and mileage spent when you play this game it's hence the reason we have to be smart during this campaign you can't just put out guys all the time in my opinion you would always love to do that but it's, I, I feel and I hope that we're going to get that benefit later on in this competition
0: Now there were three changes today uh, when Indu Hasaranga Gus Atkinson and Luke Wood all missed out are they all going to be available for the uh, for the latter stages and um, well if they are I
1: guess you, you've got a, a heck of a conundrum in terms of fitting them in Yep they'll be available for selection like everyone else um, like you said um, we've got a serious squad here You know, we've worked exceptionally hard getting a squad like this um, for this campaign um, and these are all very good headaches to have
0: and what do the next four days look like before that game against the Gulf Giants on uh, on the 8th because they've obviously secured their top two place now so it, it is Desert Vipers against the Gulf Giants back here on Wednesday the 8th of February from a, a Vipers perspective what do those days leading up to that match look like now?
1: Well, for us, it will be a day off tomorrow, um, opportunity to chill and, and relax. And then we've got two optional training sessions. All our uh, sessions are optional. Um, individuals will know what they will need to do and need to get out these next three days. Um, out the two days of training, some guys might want to do two days, some guys might want to do one, some might want to do none. And that's um, absolutely cool. That that's um, one of the key things is making sure guys are physically uh, fresh and mentally fresh. And then we'll be absolutely ready come the 8th. James Foster, disappointed with the result against the
0: Gulf Giants, but proud of his team's efforts thus far in this DP World ILT20 and looking forward to the final series. Next up, let's hear from Tom Curran, whose batting kept the Vipers in contention until the final over. He spoke at the post-match media conference.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, definitely we struggled, obviously losing quite a few wickets and clusters there didn't help. And yeah, absolutely when I was in I thought we could win it definitely. Um just couldn't quite yeah, clear the fence. I, I you know it's a different story if you're batting with another batter, but yeah, just couldn't quite get it over the line there.
1: Um I won the big prize now. I mean, you've qualified already. Uh next match,
2: the big match, qualifying the 8th. What happened between now and the 8th as a team? Uh well, some rest and recovery, I guess, get ready. Um we played some really good cricket throughout the competition, and that sort of allowed us the luxury of resting a few, few of the bowlers today. Um, and yeah, hopefully, yeah, a couple of days off, recharge, uh, get set, and then, yeah, training sort of, I think, Monday, Tuesday before the game, Wednesday.
0: Okay. At what point do you think it all went wrong in that innings?
2: Oh, well, I think they got too many runs, to be honest. I don't think it was a pretty straightforward wicket. It was pretty dry, pretty slow, a big side. Um, we probably just got it a little bit wrong with the ball there. Um, but that can happen Um, you know a lot of those guys haven't bowled a lot this competition so um, they also played some they had some handy cameos with the bat but I think they were definitely 20 odd sort of uh, too many runs I reckon and yeah like I said it was a stage where we probably looked like we were going nicely but um, we lost too many wickets in clusters
0: what goes through your mind when you're in that situation when you've probably been asked to do too much um, and you batting against people you know very well um, yeah. So this is a bit of a game of cat and mouse.
2: Yeah, just, just trying to clear the fence. <laughs> you know, we needed over 12 and over um, 14 or whatever it was, it was boundaries. So, um, yeah, I thought, you know, if I faced the majority of the balls and try and get two, three boundaries and over, um, we'd, we'd get a lot closer to the target, but yeah, not quite enough. Hi, Tom. Uh, my question is, uh, how important do you think is to win the qualifier here in Dubai to avoid playing at low and so slow wicket of Sharjah? We've seen Hale struggle in Sharjah. So is it, does it come in the meetings and all just win the qualifier and go straight to the finals to avoid the Sharjah wicket? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look, I guess it's a knockout game or well, not quite a knockout game, but we'll be treating it like a knockout game. We want to win that. Um and again have a sort of extra day of recovery going into the final, taking that momentum. So um yeah, nice to have a few days to recharge. Um we've played some really good cricket this comp. And I think that shows that we're top of the table. So um although tonight's um, loss is not ideal, I think I don't think it'll affect the group.
0: Um and yeah, we'll be looking to win that for sure. Tom Curran, a key player for the Desert Vipers, coming into the final week of the DP World ILT twenty. Finally in this episode, here's Director of Cricket Tom Moody detailing a change in the Vipers squad list with India wicketkeeper batter Neman Odja replacing Dinesh Chandimal, who's been recalled to Sri Lanka ahead of their test series against New Zealand. We're very sorry to be losing Chandimal, of course. Even though he didn't play, he was a superb influence around the squad and provided great backup for Sam Billings. But we're delighted to be welcoming Naman as his replacement. He's a player who has played at the top level and has played high-level franchise cricket in the IPL, and he's someone I've worked with at the Sunrisers Hyderabad, so I know his qualities very well. He will be a terrific addition to our squad as we move forward into the business end of the DP World ILT20. Tom Moody, on the imminent arrival of Naman Odja, who will arrive in Dubai in plenty of time for the match against the Gulf Giants on Wednesday, the 8th of February. And that's it for this Reaction Podcast episode of Vipers Voices. Next up for the Desert Vipers is the qualifier, that match against the Gulf Giants with a place in the final up for grabs. We'll be with you again ahead of that encounter with all the build-up from the Vipers camp. As ever, please like and subscribe to make sure you get the very latest Desert Vipers interviews and news during the tournament. And remember, you can also follow the Desert Vipers on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook too, as well as visiting the website at thedesertvipers.com. You can also buy tickets for all Desert Vipers matches online. Just look out for them through the Platinum List website and app and the ilt20 website for now then this is brian murgatroyd and as ever thanks so much for listening